We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, October 5th, 2018. I'm Alex Berutha. Sitting next to me is Shannon, and we have Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! <laughs> this podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review, or else you can download and listen on the Rotowire website. So uh, we're going to talk about some sleepers today, but first we are going to get into some news. Ken, why don't you lead us off? Thank you for that enthusiastic introduction, Alex. Let's start with bad news out of Chicago. Lori Markinen out two months with a high-grade elbow strain. Fellas, who does this help on the Chicago Bulls depth chart? Uh, I think it helps. I mean, it helps Jabari Parker a lot. Um, he'll, he's going to start at power forward, which is his more natural position. Bobby Porges could get extra minutes. Um, I think they're going to probably start Denzel Valentine, maybe Justin Holiday. I don't know if any of those guys are really draftable players. What about, what about oh, Wendell Clark? Because that's, that's the name that... Re- I, Jabari Park... Uh, Wendell Carter, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Wendell Clark was a hockey player. Wendell Clark was a hockey player. Just ignore that. All right, <laughs> Wendell Wendell Carter. That's the name that's really intriguing to me with the marketing news because Jabari Parker should have already been on everyone's radar. He was going to start at small forward if marketing were healthy. So you know, we know we know about Parker. But what about isn't, what? Isn't what, Carter and Lopez 
Aren't our games just too similar to have them on the floor at the same time, though? I think that's a concern. Wendell Carter can shoot some threes, so that will help from a floor spacing perspective. Yeah, my concern, I don't know how much power forward Wendell Carter can play. I, I don't know. But if Parker, I guess, it to me, it just means Parker's moving up to the four, so that means... Carter's going to get free reign at the five. I mean, at some point, it might not be at the start of the season, but they're going to hand, they're going to move off of Lopez and go with Carter, right? You assume Lopez is a trade deadline obvious guy to move, don't you? Yeah. You could end up uh, on the Lakers, maybe. They need a center, although JaVale's been playing really well. Um, That can't can't last. He's going to say something crazy. (laughs) I hope it lasts. I I have him on, on too many fantasy teams for it to not last. To Shannon's point, though, you move Parker to power forward, sudden Justin Holiday's back to yet again getting more minutes than he deserves with the Bulls, it seems like. Uh, and he loves to shoot the ball. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, he may not be great for uh, category leagues because he'll probably destroy your field goal percentage. But if you're in a points league and you just need some late bench flyer, maybe Justin Holiday. But I know they also like Denzel Valentine, but I'm pretty sure he's hurt right now. So um, he'll be coming back at some point um let me double check yeah he's gonna be reevaluated he might be ready for the season between those two denzel valentine's the one i like um i and i just feel like he's gonna be a better fit because one he doesn't need the volume like holiday does um and and valentine was he he was a great three-point shooter or well not we won't say great but he was a much improved three-point shooter last year shot 39 percent and almost five attempts per game knocking down 1.9 uh, I mean, that was an improvement from past years in college. No one really expected his range to expand that quickly. Um, he, he's also good at, at moving the ball. I think he's a solid all-around player. So I think he would be the better fit. The fact that they already have they have Chris Dunn. You have Levine. You, ha- you have Parker. So you've got other volume guys out there. So so you got a guy like Valentine would be a better fit with that starting five than, than someone like Holiday. So, Alex, what you just witnessed, Alex is obviously a longtime Rotowire podcaster, but new to the Three Amigo Friday, replacing uh, the beloved DJ Trainer. That is your classic uh, Michigan schooled bias you'll hear all <laughs> night or all year long from Shannon. Uh, we'll start with Valentin. It's a good place. I hate Michigan State, though. <laughs> really? Yes. Any, um, any, anyone who roots for U of M hates Michigan State. I mean, I hate them almost as much as Ohio State. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, that's saying something. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's our next news item, Alex? Uh, Devin Booker is shooting with his right hand again. Uh, he had surgery in mid-September. Uh, he broke his hand. Um, suspiciously, there was a video either slightly before or after, I can't remember, of him riding a unicycle. So don't know if those two are related. Service uh, injury. Yeah, right. Um, he might miss a week or two of the regular season, but he should still he's still a good enough player and it I would still take him probably mid-20s, if not slightly earlier in many fantasy drafts since Phoenix doesn't have a point guard, and he's probably going to do a lot of the ball handling for them. It's tough. It's tough for me. The injury certainly clouds his status because I I had him as a high second-round pick um, prior to the injury. Um, it, you know, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term thing, but it does knock him down a little bit. Like if we're, if we're talking top of the second round, um, you know, I'm going to look other ways. I'm going to look at Lillard or, or Kemba Walker or some of the other guy, Oladipo, maybe there are other guys who I think are going to have comparable, comparable production, uh, to Booker and they don't have an injury that they're currently dealing with. 
Um, but Booker's got that. He's got a crazy high ceiling, which is right. what makes him so damn appealing. I, I think the Suns give Shaquille Harrison uh, 35 shots a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that they, that they got rid of Brandon Knight, that was everyone's that was everyone's sleeper for the year. Um, okay, right, right. Until crazy black hole at point guard. Uh, uh, Shaquille Harrison, second round pick, Ilya Kobo, which I probably mispronounced. You can add that to the list. Uh, but <laughs> it's actually who right. do you guys think is the uh, point guard for the Suns? I mean, be Booker. It's Booker if when he's facto. healthy. De facto point guard when Booker's injured, I think is Josh Jackson. Yes, right. I agree. Oh. I actually agree with that. Yeah, people. A lot of people want to take Shaquille Harrison, Eli Kobo, DeAnthony Melton. Some people are taking with, with you know their last picks, but yeah, I mean, we saw in that first preseason game, Josh Jackson and uh, DeAndre Ayton were just basically running pick and rolls the whole game. So um, I think. You know, mm. Jackson might be the way to way to go there. And as far as like who is actually the point guard, even <clears throat> excuse me, when Booker comes back, I it wouldn't surprise me if if all three of Harrison, Acobo, and Melton were seeing you know different like they could all see ten to twenty five minutes on a given night. Yeah, yeah. don't don't and, rely on a whoever is the actual starting point guard listed listing in that spot uh, for the Suns it's going to be hard to rely on them for, for consistent fantasy production. Okay. Interesting. Um, per 36 minutes, Josh Jackson, two and a half assists. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't really argue with that other than the fact oh, that yeah. we saw him running it in the preseason. Yeah. We yeah. saw him running in the preseason. <laughs> no, Just go no. look at his college highlights. Like he's got, he's got good playmaking ability. He's got the handle. You're saying very good. Very good. Uh, next news item, Jimmy Butler, says he doesn't plan to miss games. So we're not in a Le'Veon Bell situation here. Does that seem odd to you guys? Like When he does play, uh, it seems like they might have a chemistry problem in Minnesota. It's, I mean, yeah, chemistry-wise, it's not ideal. Um, but I think if he I think if he sits out games, that kind of affects his, I think that affects his finances. It affects his free agency situation going into next year, depending on how many games he sits out. Um, but he does have a quote unquote wrist injury. I think it's real, but I think that he could theoretically sit out and act like the injury is worse than it actually is. Um, but yeah, I I would, if I was Tom Thibodeau, if I was the Timberwolves organization, I would in no way want Jimmy Butler in that locker room on the court when the season starts. I think if he does come back though, he and Wiggins should be roommates (laughs) on the road. (laughs) <laughs> and Wiggins' brother or whoever it was that tweeted out the hallelujah. I don't know. Maybe all three of them can crash. So does this the trade status or uncertainty around Jimmy Butler, is that impacting how you guys value him going into drafts? Are you steering clear of him completely, or are you just not worried about it? You think he's going to be playing every night when healthy? To me... I mean, I'm not a person who drafts Jimmy Butler anyway. Like the injury, you know, the injury concerns for me are generally too much. I think if you were, if you are a person who thinks about drafting Jimmy Butler, um, I wouldn't. I don't think the situation um, affects his stock too much because I think there's the possibility that if he plays fewer minutes, which a normal coach would give him, you know, 34 minutes a night, maybe he won't get as injured. Um, and then he could maybe put up comparable stats. I'm not really sure. Um, really depends on his usage. I, I think if you're, if you're trying to figure out, oh, do I take Jimmy Butler five spots lower than before, two spots up? 
I just I would take him where you would take him before and, and not think about it too hard. All right, and he's Ken. certainly going to be the man in Miami if he goes to Miami, right? Absolutely, definitely. So, Ken, if you're if you're if Jimmy Butler's sitting there available at the middle of the third round, or he's going for twenty five bucks in the auction, are you grabbing him up? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, and obviously the news that he's not going to miss games is good for that. Uh, Alex, take us back to Phoenix. DeAndre Aiden has been just incredible. I know he played against a non-NBA team during the most recent preseason contest, but he's averaging 23-12 and 12 with three blocks, 62% field goal, 75% free throw. Um, I think there's a chance he has a better fantasy season than Dwight Howard this year. Um, I don't know if that's like a hot take. It's not. It's very, it's not even lukewarm. I mean, that's the coldest. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Alex. Yeah. I mean, people, he just, it's people don't want to draft Dwight Howard because always this guy who doesn't, you know, he doesn't do any, he doesn't hit any threes. He doesn't get any assists or anything like that. Um, But I mean, I don't know if Deandre Ayton's going to actually average 20 and 10, um, I don't know if he's going to get the, the close to two blocks, but he's hitting his free throws. And at the very least, that'll, that'll get him over Dwight. I, am I a, would love, I'd love to hear Dwight Howard, like phone call Marcin Gortat to talk about how much fun it is to be a center in a John Wall led, uh, offense. <laughs> He'll be fine. Dwight Howard's going to be fine, but is he going to be Deandre Ayton? No. Um, Deandre Ayton's going to be a stud this year and, I was, I mean, I was snatching him up in the fourth round of drafts in July, and I'm still, I mean, I'm comfortable doing that now. I, I think there's too much, uh, there, there's too much talent and ceiling available in third rounds to get that crazy. Um, but I'm buying in. I think he is going to be, you know, twenty and nine with with about two and a half to three combined steals and blocks this year. I am worried. We'll see. Hopefully, free throw percentage isn't. It, isn't a problem. I think he was okay um, at free throws in college. Uh, but he's, I mean, good luck getting him if it's an auction. Um, you know, I think he'll probably go in around the, around the fourth round in most drafts, but in an auction, it's, it's been crazy. Uh, last night in our staff keeper league, he went for $32, which is, that's insane for a rookie. I mean, it usually, yeah, if, yeah. I mean, there's few nuts. rookies who go for more than $25. $32 that, is insane for a rookie. Was that more of the center scarcity? I mean, tons of centers are going for crazy. Enos Cantor went for more than Chris Paul. He's not even night. center eligible on CBS, though. That's, right? that's a hilarious oh, that's thing. Deandre Ayton? Yeah, he's, only, he's forward eligible only. Um, but that'll change with a few starts. Yes, I mean, CBS yeah, lags that, a little, but they'll eventually get to... That that will, but I mean his his ADP on CBS is forty two, um, so that's third fourth fourth round range. Um, I'm buying it. I think he's going to be a stud. Uh, you know, yes, better than Dwight Howard. Um, I mean, there's plenty of big men that he's going to be better than. Uh, he's going to be not much not far behind a guy like Andre Drummond. I mean, if Andre Drummond regresses in free throw percentage, then Aiton could be more valuable. Yep. And there's and there's not much competition for volume between the Phoenix Bigs. You know, now no. now that they cleared out scoring machine Alex Len. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we've got two other non-basketball bits of news. Uh first, uh you probably have noticed for the Friday 3 Amigo uh lineup, we've had to make a change. 
Alex has been gracious enough to take DJ Trainer's spot. For those big DJ Trainer fans out there, DJ is still with Rotowire. Perfectly good health. He's actually been promoted to some more behind-the-scenes stuff and felt he couldn't give his all for the Friday podcast. I think, actually, he's an emotional wreck after two years with us, Shannon. But we, I don't want to you know, get into those details. So, Alex, welcome aboard. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. The other uh, bit of news is Shanuski was very busy in the offseason. He now has two kids. He dropped a deuce. Shannon, give us an update. Yeah. Um, son was born on September 20th, Duncan Fitz McEwen. And uh, he, he's – thank you. Bravo. Thank you. Congratulations. Um, you it's did exciting. very little of the work, but, you know, congratulations. <laughs> and that's still, <laughs> that's still the way it is. But, uh, <laughs> um, no, he's doing great. Mother's doing great. Uh, you know, I did have my first taste of an auction at home while having two kids in the <laughs> middle of bedtime for the first um, and, and the a crying baby, and it did not go well. So, you know, little advice for, for you uh, childless listeners. Once you do have kids, like carve out, like do your auction. Don't do your auction at home. Do it somewhere quiet where you can actually pay attention because it, it, once you have mul- especially multiple kids, it will be impossible to do an auction without, without distractions everywhere. Well, and prove also that I am as old as dirt. I actually dropped a kid off at college this summer. So <laughs> we're all over the spectrum. Alex is only five years old, very advanced yep. for an elementary school. Deep uh, voice podcaster. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of whiskey <laughs> and cigarettes. Early bloomer. <laughs> That's part of the Rotowire uh, pledge program is whiskey and cigarettes. <laughs> uh, well, Alex, go ahead and tell us about our sponsor. So basketball season is around the corner and we have partnered up with DraftKings to bring you Rotowire six month memberships for free. Here's how it works. You go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings, sign up for a new account and make a $10 deposit or more. That's right. You'll get six months access to all tools and sports on rotowire.com, which includes DFS, lineup optimizers, weekly rankings, premium articles, full season draft software, and much more all for $10, which you can then enter in a contest to potentially win more. We are super excited to bring you this deal. If you want access right away, go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Disclaimer, eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. So we're going to talk about some sleepers today. Um, Guys, you can pick up mid to late rounds of your fantasy drafts. Um, I'm going to start things off. We each have three guys. Um, Not three guys. I have three guys. (laughs) Kevin has three players. Shannon is TBD. Um, 14, 14, 15. A whole roster of sleepers. Right. Um, so uh, first name I'm going to throw out there is Mario Hazonja. Uh, he's on the Knicks. That roster in New York is insanely shallow. They're going to be desperate for shots with Porzingis out. Um, Hazonja is a guy who averaged 17 points and six rebounds last year when he saw over 30 minutes a game uh, in Orlando. Um, they kind of tossed him to the side. He had a very poor first two years in the league. They did not. Um, they just were trying to get rid of his contract immediately. They were not interested in extending him. Once that happened, he had a great year and became a free agent. New York picked him up on a one-year deal. So now he's, again, playing for a bigger contract. Um, you know, The Knicks just don't have anybody else to shoot. He's going to want to prove himself. I think he's in, in for a big year. And plus, 
chance Porzingis doesn't come back this year, right, which would open up even crazier minutes, are we going to start calling this the, like, Oladipo effect when people get out of that mess that was the magic and just blossom elsewhere? That's very possible at this point, yeah. Yeah, because I expect I expect Alfred Payton to have a, a career year <laughs> this season as well. Uh, I like he his did own cut his hair. He, he cut did. His hair, did think, he? think at all the gods. Um, <laughs> I like Hazonia a lot. I, I'm one of his biggest fans. Have been ever since he entered the league. Um, loved what he did last year with his mini breakout in Orlando. Um, my my one concern is there's another sleeper in New York in Kevin Knox, and they could cancel each other out a little bit. So. And I love what I've seen from Kevin Knox. So, so I mean, are you taking? You're not worried about Kevin Knox uh, cannibalizing Hazonia's breakout potential? No, not really. I think I think Hazonia could still get 25, 26 minutes a game. That might, you know, and don't if anybody on that roster gets don't hurt, they both start. Well, Porzingis is out. Don't they both start? They could, but then you have you. I mean, you have right now. We've got Trey Burke, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kevin Knox. Uh, Cantor, and then who's the four, fifth starter? They might go Lance Thomas. Yeah, it's it's up in the air still. Yeah, but th- I, that'd be like one of those starters, <clears throat> not starters. You know, yes, he officially starts the game, but plays six minutes. Well, it it depends. I mean, Fizdale has already. I think Fizdale's on record as saying that like Hazonia and Knox aren't big enough to play the four. Um, so that's you know, if, if they're both going to start, you need one to be at the four. So that's we tough. need someone slower and older. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Lance Thomas. Yeah, yeah. great. Pretty much. <laughs> He's a knockdown three-point shooter, too, and that's that's probably why they want him out there, at least. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I would – you might get different answers if, if you ask people, would you take Hazonjo or Kevin Knox with pick X? I'm not sure because Hazonjo is, is a more proven though. player, but Knox clearly, you know, he was a high draft pick. He has, he has good upside. I don't know. I think I think I'm siding with Knox, but I like I like both players as sleepers this year. Probably a lot of minutes to go around there. Ken, Ken, yeah. who, who's your first sleeper, Ken? Um, mine may be early mid, maybe too big a name at this point to say sleeper. But I'm gonna go Chris Dunn, even though he missed a chunk of games uh, last season. His field goal percentage improved drastically, as did most of his other stats. Averaging two steals a game, steals are one of those all often too often overlooked. Uh, aspects also in a contract year uh we've got him ranked 64th on rotowire anyway big chris dunn fan as i know you are shinooski i am and you're right the steals are, are the big thing i mean he could lead the league in steals he's he's that good in that category um he's going to get you assists um you know decent rebounding for a point guard so i i like chris dunn you know he he's not gonna Score as much as he did last year because you got Zach Levine back and at full health um, and Jabari, Jabari Parker. Those two are going to be the two leading scorers for the Bulls this year. Um, but I, and then obviously miss mix in marketing, um, you know, in a month or so, a month or two. Um, so, so Dunn's going to be the third, fourth, fifth option scoring wise, but he does enough with the steals and the assists and rebounds that he's going to hold good value. Yeah, and he's improving as a three-point shooter too. And I'm not saying you know he's going to be a 39% three-point shooter this year, but um, it's an area of improvement for him. And he could, I mean, if Zach Levine's handling the ball a lot um, and Jabari Parker's hand, handling the ball a lot, um, they're probably going to want Dunn to be a good spot-up shooter. So possibility he hits more threes this year. I just don't. If you're in a fantasy draft, and I just don't think Dunn is going to really get past pick 60 in most drafts so if you want him 
and you got pick 55, you might you might just have to take him. All right. Well, Shannon, you've got a sleeper out in Sacramento. Yeah, I like De'Aaron Fox. I feel like he's the so- he's sophomore point guard, you know, somewhat disappointing rookie year. Um, some of that's just because they had George Hill on the roster for a while. They had a few other young uh, guards that they're working in their rotation. And, and, and Fox has sort of been forgotten about. Um, I've been seeing him go for pretty discounted, um, discounted rates in, in auctions and, and dropping in drafts. But I like him to, to show improvements in, in his sophomore year. And I think we're seeing that a little bit in the preseason as well. He hit three or four three-pointers last night. Um, in the game, which is that's one of the big question marks is does he have that range? Um, but he's he's just an electric player, super fast. If he's knocking down threes, then his game's just going to explode. Yeah, he's averaging 15 and five this preseason in 22 minutes. Um, and he's hit. Yeah, he's averaging two and a half threes a game on 50 percent in the preseason. So he's doing well that way. I mean, he's basically you're getting a, you know, a second year starting point guard at pick. 100 right. probably um there's really the value of that range is is pretty slim and the chances that um fox takes a step are is way higher than a lot of other players that you see go at pick 100 or even pick 90 mm-hmm. so alex uh good point now take us to the land so juggy osman in cleveland um effectively lebron james replacement um so S- similar guys s- very similar guys <laughs> uh so rodney hood jr smith Jordan clarkson they're all kind of question marks on the wing at this point i mean ty Lu came out and said that he wants rodney hood to be the team's second leading scorer I, we'll see if that happens I, i'd like uh, it to i have rodney hood in our keeper league um but I threw up in my mouth a little. yeah right and and rodney hood just shat his pants a little too <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> Chuggy, Chuggy averaged 11 <laughs> points, five rebounds. Hard, hard to recover from that one. Chuggy Osman averaged 11 points, five rebounds, and two assists on a 50-40 split when he saw 20 minutes a game. He should see 20 minutes a game uh, this year at least. He's shown good that ability. Was exact line in the one preseason game, too, 11-5-2. I know it was 11-5. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's a good ball handler too. And with LeBron out of the picture, they need someone to handle the ball on the wing a little bit. I know Sexton's going to be there and doing that. Kevin Love can get the ball in the post and everything. But um, Osmond's pretty crafty. I think I think he's a guy who you're you're getting late in the draft. Once again, he's a guy you probably shouldn't take him. You know, over Darren Fox or anything. Um, but last pick in the draft, yeah, yeah. I, I I would go for it. I think Osmond's Osmond's an interesting pick uh, at small forward. Thing I found in a lot of drafts, small forward actually is pretty thin a lot of the big names lebron durant you know you've got jimmy butler a lot of those big names are all small forward eligible but when you get later in the draft it's easier to find some some power forward or a shooting guard or point guard who can fill who can fill some value for you but small forward it is i mean it is thin so osmond's a guy i like near the end of the draft and this should also just kind of be a reminder that Cleveland as a whole is going to be fertile ground for some sleepers to really oh, yeah. break out. Um, you've got Osmond. You mentioned Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is in position to have the best season of his career. Uh, we thought the same last year uh, with yep. Hayward yep. leaving Utah. That didn't happen. Uh, but he's in a good position. I love Colin Sexton. He's one of my my favorite sleepers this year. He's going to kill your field goal percentage. He's going to be 35 from the field. No, he's not. No, he's not. I feel like you've... Mm. I feel like is this our first wager? 
Is this our first How wager? How many people shoot 35% from... Yeah, we can make no, that bet. No, it's not going to be 35. Okay, we can, make make... A bet on, we can make a bet on Sexton. Sexton's right. my Give dark me... horse rookie of the year. I think he's going to be great. Um, we'll see. He'll, pro- he'll, percentage. he'll probably be more of like De'Aaron Fox rookie rookie year. Yeah, like that, that's that. what yeah. Sexton will probably yeah. be. But he's my dark horse rookie of the year. I, I love him. Uh, you even got guys like Larry Nance could break out, yes. Jordan Clarkson. So Cleveland's an interesting place where there's four or five darts that you can throw out, and one of them, one or two of them are going to break out. All right, here's over-under at 38.5 field goal percentage. I got the under on Sexton. Beer bet. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would take the over on that as well. But um, – can you have a sleeper for us? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have the classic sleeper, a starting uh, player that no one's heard of. No one, no casual fans heard of. Dylan Brooks is going to be the starting shooting guard for Memphis. Second round sophomore shot 36% from behind the arc last year. He's fighting undrafted Wayne Selden uh, uh, for minutes. I think Brooks is going to be one of those guys that someone, again, somebody's got to shoot. He's going to get a ton of minutes. Take a flyer on him. All right. I, here's my – Dylan Brooks is fine, all right? And people will see you know, some games in April where he threw up 36 points and be like, hey, this guy's got it. Um, he doesn't. Uh, if you look at the team that the Grizzlies were rolling out last year, uh, when, when Brooks had his good games, there were, there were no good players on that team. This year you got Conley back. You got Mark Saul back. Uh, Jaron Jackson, right? That's his first name. Jaron Jackson Jr. is their big rookie who's going to break out. I just don't I, – I look at Dylan Brooks' production more so in, in November and December, and that's what I expect. I don't expect what he did post-All-Star break. He's, a, he's an okay player who will be a decent rotational piece, but to, I would not project him for more than the 11 points and three rebounds they averaged last year. The, there's a reason why he dropped in the NBA draft. It's because he has Tyrannosaurus arms – Tyrannosaurus Rex arms and he doesn't he's slow he has no lateral quickness he has no vertical he's just not athletically gifted enough he's a decent basketball player good IQ but not athletically gifted enough to be a a prime NBA player you don't think he can just do the catch and shoot roll 11 and 3 I, I think he might he you know he's a guy you can maybe consider if you can get him cheap in in dynasty formats keeper leagues maybe but yeah, I mean, this year it's tough. He he really is just going undrafted in the in most fantasy leagues. So maybe you take him with your last pick and, and hope it pans out. But, yeah, I mean, he averaged um, 11, 12 shots a game per 36 minutes. They got Kyle Anderson there. Dylan Brooks played a lot of three. I'm not, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe he takes a step. He looked, he looked like a solid NBA player. Like it's, sure, yeah, but I just don't, I don't know if he has upside in terms of volume there's a lot of love for him i mean there's a lot of people in the fantasy industry who love him ken you're not alone but i i'm putting my (laughs) stake in the ground i hate dylan brooks better real life player than fantasy player for sure shannon i know has been burned by brooks a few times in dfs i think there's some residual anger everyone has (laughs) all right shannon uh i gotta go with Oh, oh, go ahead. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll name two. These guys are both in new places. Um, they're obvious names that everyone's heard. Jabari Parker. Um, I, I think he's gonna explode. An average 
20 points per game this year for the Bulls. And then Brooke Lopez uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. I think it's just a perfect fit for him. Um, you know, he's he should get more playing time than he did with the Lakers last year. He's going to be able to stand in the corner and knock down threes, get you some blocks on the defensive end, and, and you know, subpar rebounding for a center, but but still a quality six or seven boards per game. Um, so those are two guys that I really like that you can get later in drafts or the the latter middle rounds. It seems like the Bucks have been center starved forever. I mean, uh, ever since the whole Greg Monroe fiasco, it does seem like a ripe opportunity for Lopez. Alex, I know you watch a lot of Bucks. What do you think about Lopez? Uh, I'm I'm really high on Lopez as a player, especially with the Bucks. You know, the the main thing that's Bucks fans have been complaining about, um, other than you know Jason Kidd's defensive scheme, was the fact that there is no floor spacing around Giannis, and now you and that's the exact reason why. Um, they drafted Thon Maker was to have a three-point shooting center so that Yang at the lane would be opened up for Yangis. Now you get it, three-point shooting center. You're not sacrificing rim protection. Um, he's a veteran. He's just, first, he's a huge guy. He's a legit seven-footer. Um, I'm really excited about him and Ursan Ilyasova. I mean, the Bucks got them both for a combined $10 million. Feels like a steal to yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Alex, who's your third sleeper? Final sleeper is Jeremy Lamb, uh, who's in Charlotte. He is expected to start at shooting guard uh, next to Batum, who's going to get pushed up to small forward this year uh, with new head coach James Borrego there. Um, that's going to push Marvin Williams or Michael Kidd-Gilchrist out of the lineup, so that's something to uh, keep in mind. Plus, Miles Bridges has played really well in the preseason, so um, I don't know if I would draft Marvin Williams or MKG. Um, but Lamb is 26, so he's entering his prime. He's another guy in a contract year. Um, when they gave him over 24 minutes a night last year, he averaged 15, 5, and 3. And overall on the year, he took he averaged a third most shots on the team. So he's a confident guy. He's not afraid to shoot. The Hornets let him shoot. Um, he's a better passer than people realize. Um, and I think he's he's definitely a guy who has legitimate upside, and, and you can take him in the in the later rounds. I'm going to miss that beautiful Michael Kidd-Gilchrist jump shot. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's sarcasm, by the way. But, yeah, being very sarcastic there. Um, all right. Well, you know what? Should we end there, Jeff? No. No. We got, we, I've, got, I've got to at least throw out my th – because this is my – the sleeper. Get it out of this, your system. This is oh, the sleeper that everyone needs to know about. It's, it's you know, my – previously, he's my Hazonia or Myers Leonard of this year. Uh, this is my love child. Jonathan Isaac is the best sleeper to target in all uh, you of your NBA drafts. you got to find someone the way Shannon looks at Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> Jonathan Isaac is going to be an absolute beast. He's going to be good Josh Smith. Uh, he's going to average over three and a half combined steals and blocks um, and just be a stud. He's going to be the starting small forward for the Orlando Magic. Um, Has he gained any weight? Has he gained any weight? Please tell me he's put on a few pounds. I, I really don't care. I don't – I mean – I don't know. I mean, he's small. He's playing small forward. He's got the handles for it. He's got the quickness. Um, he's gigantic. I mean, he's 6'10". 220 is what he's listed at. Um, hopefully, he's gained some weight. But honestly, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I think he's just going to be – I think he's going to be a stud, all-around stud this year. Um, even even our projections. We're projecting him for 27 minutes per game and 3.4 combined steals and blocks. Um, I can tell you right now, if he's playing 27 or 28 minutes per game, the other projections we have for him, like eight and a half points, he's going to easily surpass that. Um, 
I think he's got the he's got three point range. He's got everything you want. I love I love Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, he's his defensive upside is as big as anyone else in the league that that you would take even in higher rounds of the drafts. The question like is is going to be a scoring. He looks kind of raw in summer league, but yeah, I mean the the Magic are pretty they're well they're bad and so Aaron Gordon's going to be doing a lot of scoring Vucevic is still but after that it's I mean they are going to be looking to develop players Isaac is someone you definitely want to develop next to Aaron Gordon that'd be a great uh three four combination so yeah uh Isaac is a shame he doesn't have a legit point guard who could help him get a few easy bennies with the occasional drive I DJ Augustine is serviceable. That's where I'll put him. He's a. I think that's why they they kept him around, um, just to help facilitate the ball a little bit. He's not that concerned about his own shot. But yeah, I I, I completely agree with the with the Isaac sleeper. All right, gentlemen. Well, should th- should that be where we end the sleeper section? Is it time to move on to the uh, last night's keeper league auction? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. I mean, the big headline for me. And maybe this was just people snoozing, but I can't believe Chris Paul went for 29 bucks last night. Budgets for teams are 160. It's a keeper league, so everyone has a fraction of that 160 to spend. But uh, the wowser for me, Chris Paul, $29. Enos Cantor, $30. We'll start off by saying the Cantor thing was a total overpay. It was just a... a the. You had two teams who need desperately needed a center, and Cantor yeah. was the most appealing option, so they were willing to overpay because they had the cash. Um, it's by no means um, saying that Cantor is going to have a better fantasy season than Chris Paul. <laughs> right. I know, but it's still crazy to point out, isn't it? It's crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. And I, I will my, – my possibly lukewarm take is $29 for Chris Paul is about right. In a $160 salary cap, keeper or not – um, him going for 25 to 30 is the right price. Um, anything more than that for a 33 year old point guard, who's probably only going to play 60 games, um, is insane. In my opinion, um, they certainly would be wise to do whatever they can to make sure he's healthy come playoff time. Yeah. I mean, if Chris Paul, if Chris Paul plays 75 games, then at 29 bucks, his 18 points, eight, eight assists, four or five rebounds is going to be great, but I don't think he's going to play 75 games. And I also think he's going to dip. He took a dip last year. I think he's going to take another dip this year. He's getting old. He's not a big dude. Uh, that's just the way it goes for point guards who are his size. So And, and Brandon Knight conceivably <laughs> will eventually get some minutes. Maybe. We'll see. Um, I, have, I have the aforementioned Dylan Brooks on my team, um, a guy that hopefully, you know, uh, he's, he's kind of a longer-term guy for me. But I... Uh, I held on to nine guys. We get 14 active players. Um, nice max. Yes. Yes. Um, it was my first keeper auction, realizing I should not have held on to nine players. Uh, <laughs> so thankfully, I have Giannis at $23. So my entire strategy was just get five top 60, top 40, top 50 players. Um, I ended up with Mike Conley at $18. Uh, ended up with Gorgon Hayward at 15, Dennis Smith Jr. at 13, kind of guys in that range. I got Danilo Gallinari in uh, in the reserve draft. So Respect, I feel I, think, right? I feel all right about how I did as far as who I got, but there is some injury concern, and I don't think my ceiling 
is that high because I kept on I held on to too many young guys considering the fact that I have Giannis on my roster. You you have I think what it, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Ken. Ken. Go ahead, Ken. I was gonna say I know Chrysalis always says that in keeper leagues, mistake number one is people always keep too many people. That the bird in hand is overvalued actually relative to you know how the draft goes when there's bargains to be had right of the auction sorry no that's Go true ahead, Shannon. and there's too many guys like you know keeping a guy like fred van fleet for a dollar <laughs> or two um is pointless it's pointless he has a very low ceiling on that toronto team like he's a quality player i get I it thought, you know look van vliet in particular i have lowry so if Lowry goes down, he's my hand. Okay, but it's still it took away a uh, open roster spot in the auction. Where if you keep nine guys, like like for Alex and I both, we kept nine guys. So that means we're only we're only bidding on five players. That's not many. And then you see all these other quality players come off the board, and you're like, oh oh crap, I've got Fred Van Fleet on my roster, <laughs> an active starting seven. roster. I only spot. kept seven, including uh, Van Fleet. Well, still. Um, that's just an example. I'm sure I kept one or two guys like that, uh, as well, but I, Alex, I like what you did. Um, you know, the only, what would you have done differently? Like you got quality prices on all the guys, Conley, Gordon Smith, you know, even Steven Adams and Hayward, the great prices, but what would you have done differently? Would you have gone after a big dollar player after seeing some of the values that that came later in the draft? Yeah, I think I would have, I would have tried to, to get a bigger value player. The main problem was the the best player, uh, well, the best team in our league, James Anderson, uh, Jim, his team had, I think, more money. He, did he have the most money and the best team going yes. into the draft? Yes. yes. So yeah. I was a little worried there. He's the one. It was So it was him and I who actually got in that bidding war for, for Ennis Cantor because I needed a center with my final auction spot, and I had $29 remaining. Um, so we just kept bidding each other up. But, yeah, I think I'm not sure I would have held on to Trey Burke for $3, um rodney hood at eight dollars i'm sure i could have used that eight dollars somewhere else yeah, um, and a roster spot i'm really happy danilo gallinari was on my team for on a 12 dollar contract and i thought about keeping him i dropped him picked him up in, in the reserve draft so it's stuff like that that um hugging into Bruce next year i can i it's just you know better to have that knowledge now i guess all right the rooster has been at the back of all my auctions and drafts no love for the rooster yeah, it's it's amazing that he didn't go in the auction. Um, probably first time in his career. Um, Ken, you landed Jeff Teague, Kevin Durant, Harrison Barnes, DJ Augustine, Brooke Lopez, Derek Favors, and Montrez Harrell. How are you feeling about your auction? Harrell was stupid. I just was trying to bid. I'm bidding a terrible player up. <laughs> I don't think why. no. That's not that's yeah, not stupid. Think, not at all. Uh, He's, he I might mean, he, he might start at center at one point for. He, it's true. For, I do hate. I mean, Gortat is aging. The the Polish hammer is aging at an alarming rate. Uh, uh, so yeah, Harold could see big minutes. And also, my, I just have a quantity over quality center approach, just because I couldn't afford any of those center prices that were flying around when you paid seventeen for Adams, Alex. I thought I had a legit shot at him, and I, I didn't come close. But, yeah, so I went Lopez at center. I got Derek Favors who qualifies at center and forward, and there's not a lot of flexibility position-wise on CBS. So no. a two-position a two guy has value in this league when you need to play 14 every week. Um, but I got a lot of point guards, and I got a lot of mediocre centers. Would like to somehow trade a mediocre center and one of these extra point guards for a – 
more quality center, I'm not sure that's going to happen. We'll see. I see Nick Whalen's been emailing me while we've been on the pod, so <laughs> who knows? Yeah, you you did good. You got some good prices on guys like Teague. Even even Lopez and Favors, like $12 for Lopez, I like. I, I actually tossed him back. I could have kept him for about, I think it was... It might have been fifteen dollars. Um, I just right. had too many. I yeah. If I could have kept ten or eleven guys, Lopez probably would have been one of them. Um, I, I think you know twelve bucks is fine. Nine bucks for favors. Um, it's seven good bucks for spot. Harrison Barnes. I think Harrison Barnes when he's healthy. Yeah. You know uh, he's gonna. It's not the most exciting player, but he's gonna get a lot of points, plenty of shots. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I think I'm in the running. Uh, James is the favorite. Uh, John Collins is probably really my biggest upside guy. One B. Uh, yeah. I hope he does qualify at center eventually, uh, which there's been some talk of. Uh, but yeah, he could be a double double machine with blocks. I hope. But you spent you spent about you know sixty five seventy percent of your available cap space on Kevin Durant fifty eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you happy with that buy, or would, do you wish you uh, went, went well, after? Well, one I of really the wanted other... James. Actually, I really wanted James, but he went for sixty. Right. So yeah. I was all guards uh, going into this. I was like, I have to get a star forward. And when I was looking at who's available, it was all guards that were not on other people's teams. I was like, I got to get Durant seemed like the only high end forward available, to be honest. And I totally overpaid. But I'm happy with how everything else shook out. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm OK with it. Nice. I mean, you know, in this league, I can always trade Durant for two or three valuable futures guys if this, my team tanks. Yes, when when your team tanks. Uh, <laughs> now my my draft, I I had the second best set of keepers heading into the draft, um, and and I will admit I did not do a good job as mentioned uh, with the auction. As mentioned, uh, two children um, distracting me oh, made it tough. Excuses. Oh no, oh, trust me, Ken. I I had I had to miss multiple players up for bid. I don't want to oh. hear it. Uh, your kids are old now. You don't have to change their diapers anymore. It's burning the diaper bag is one of the greatest days of your life. Um, you just burn that. I yeah. will. I will. Um, but I ended up with uh, Trey Young, Kemba Walker, Wendell Carter Jr., D'Angelo Russell, and Brandon Ingram. Um, I'm happy with that group. Uh, one, ta- one thing I wish I would have done is gone after i wanted two big name players like kemba walker i spent 41 bucks on that's not cheap uh, a little bit less than what lillard went for um less than guys like curry obviously but i wanted two guys who are at i kind of wanted like lillard and walker yeah. um that would have been my entire my entire budget um and i kind of the consolation prize was d'angelo russell um which is fine um the other other regret i have is wendell carter jr I only bid on him because he was sitting at three bucks and I felt like that was too cheap. I didn't want whoever was going to grab him to get him for that, that low of a price. So I, I was actually saving money for Jackson Jr. on Memphis. And instead of that money, I, I grabbed Carter at four bucks. I think that's, I think that's fine. I would, if I, if I had, and this is, this is why I meant before I kept too many players. If I had had more roster spots, I mean, Wendell Carter, I would have bid you up at, I would put yeah, five dollars. Yeah. I'm sure you and I would have probably went back and forth a little bit on Wendell. Honestly, Carter. If, if someone bid five, I was letting them go. Yes, yeah, I, I, I was just like, I can't let them go for three dollars. Uh, it just didn't seem right. Um, and I also, I knew, I know there's a lot of guys in the office who are in love with Jackson Jr. It's not just me, so I, I knew he was going to get bid up and go for more than that. 
Um, and, and I had the money saved. Um, you know, even James, James, uh, Anderson mentioned to me, he thought I was, I had money saved for Ingram and Jackson jr. Those are going to be my last two guys. I could have outbid everyone else in the room for both of them. And, and James, I did it with Ingram and James thought I was going to do it with Jackson jr. As well. But, but I decided to pull the trigger on Carter. It's both of them are good. High upside rookies, um, long-term plays though for both. Yeah. Do we, do you know off the top of your head? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, do you know off the top of your head what Jaron Jackson Jr. went for? He went. He went for five bucks. It's because no one else had roster. No one else had roster spots at that time. So, but James James was maxed out at thirteen bucks. Mm -hmm. Um. So and and that's I got Ingram for thirteen because I I knew James was going in on him. So I said okay, thirteen bucks for Ingram, and I was going to just go thirteen bucks for Jaron Jackson and outbid because James would have went thirteen. He would have went max on that. Oh yeah. What were you saying, Ken? Um, I was going to say, Rotowire's got Trey Young shooting 38% this year in our forecast. Uh, you clearly believe differently, Shannon? Um, no, I do think he's going to struggle from the floor. Uh, what intrigues me most about Trey Young is the assist. And like, I, I think we actually undervalue his assist potential in our projections. We haven't projected for 5.9 per game. Um, if you look at like CBS hasn't projected for like, I think over seven, seven, seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. Seven and a half. Um, and, and I think people forget, you know, they know he was a prolific scorer in college and led the nation in, in, in points. He also led the nation in assists. Um, and he's a great playmaker. He sets up his teammates really well. Uh, and that's where I think he's going to have a lot of value. I mean, even the, um, October 1st preseason game, he had eight assists in 20 minutes. Yep. Um, he's going to have the ball in his hands. Is he going to shoot 35%? Probably. And that's going to blow, but, but I'll take the assist and three pointers that are going to come along with it. Yeah. Turnovers. Well, gentlemen, we're, we're running a little long. I think it might be time Shannon for you to tell folks about, uh, the good people at NFKBC. Yeah. So, you know, every year we partner up with NFBKC, uh, for their national fantasy basketball championship. There's a RotoWire online championship that's available for, for all of you fine folks to join. Um, please Google NFBKC, uh, check it out. Join the RotoWire online challenge. They, uh, right now tonight, Ken, you're the, you're the yes, future sir. expert. So you can join yes, there are spots available into tonight's some, contest. Some might say easy money. If you join the Kreitz expert league. I, I absolutely. <laughs> I would say that. Um, but, uh, yeah. Tonight at 8 PM Eastern there. These are, um, high, high entry, uh, leagues or, well, it depends on, depends on how big your wad is, I guess, but three, three fifty oh, entry fees. Oh, it's big. Oh, I know. It's big. Oh, I know. <laughs> I've talked to Sharon. Uh, it's they're they're fun, you know. Aside from the individual twelve team league that you're going to be competing in with that for, I think top prize is about fifteen hundred, fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred, right around there. Um, there's also a, a bigger online championship with a top prize of ten k. So you know that's that's a damn damn fine chunk yeah. for three hundred fifty bucks, uh, and it's it's Big tons chunk of fun and knowledgeable competitors. Absolutely, I mean, solid. Yes. There's no dodos in that league. Yes. And after listening to this podcast, I know all of you, all of you listeners out there definitely think I could beat these guys in a fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Come do it. Exactly. All right, gentlemen. Well, it's that time. I dust this bit off from the off season. It's time for K trains, crazy old man rant. And today's topic, the Los Angeles Laker youngsters better kiss ass. LeBron is the king. He's earned it, unlike most NBA youngsters. 
looking at you, Joel Embiid, Dennis Smith, Ben Simmons, etc. The fall, the ball family needs to shut the f up. Brandon Ingram needs to gain 20 pounds. Kyle Kuzma needs to get off social media and learn how to win. LeBron has won. Signing Rondo, JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, even Michael Beasley should be a huge insult to these young Lakers who think they are ready. They are not. In my best Bill Belichick voice, I'm going to say this. Shut your hole and learn your role. Um, They are ready. Ingram's <laughs> going to be awesome this year. Lonzo Ball is the best point guard that LeBron James has ever played with. He is the best fit at point guard. For Kyrie Irving? Yeah, well, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. <laughs> no, I, I, I just... I get I, what you're saying. Though. Yeah, yeah, I think the way, the way the passing ability of Lonzo Ball fits fits along perfectly. He's the best the, Laker point guard that LeBron. That is ever true. With. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is true. <laughs> um, no, I, I love the, I love the Lakers uh, youngsters that, you know, in, Ingram and, and Kuzma and ball in particular. I mean, Josh Hart, I actually, I'm very high on Josh Hart as well. I just don't think he's going to get the playing time because guy like Caldwell Pope is still good enough yeah. to hold him off. Okay. Um, but I, I love the Lakers uh, youngsters this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to I don't agree. want to hear from them until the all-star break. You'll be hearing from Ingram at the All-Star break. He's going to be on the team. Ooh. <laughs> okay, it's time for DraftKings um, advice, wisdom. <laughs> Alex, why don't you start off yeah, uh, uh, with who you're playing tonight? So uh, I think you know preseason is always tough, but one of, the, one of the more expensive guys I think you can go to and it's going to be reliable is Kevin Durant. Um, there's no Curry. There's no Draymond. But maybe more importantly, the game is being played in Seattle, which is where Kevin Durant was drafted. The crowd is going to be on his side. I think he's he's going to love it. I think he's going to play to it. I think he's going to just take a ton of shots. He, even in, he might play 15 minutes. He might play 20 minutes. I think he's just going to fire every you know minute, minute and a half, basically. Um, and they're playing the Kings, who just played yesterday. So they're all going to be tired. Durant might drop 30 points in a preseason game. Who you got tonight, Ken? Uh... I'm looking at Tyler Johnson to have a uh, bounce-back game, mostly because of all the injuries in Miami. Richardson's probably out. James Johnson is out. Deion Waiters is out. There's really no reason to play old man like Dwayne Wade and Dragic. Uh, I've learned from you, Shannon, the preseason DFS is all about minutes, even more so than regular season. So at 4,700, give me the cheap Tyler Johnson. The yeah, the problem with the preseason is projecting those minutes, figuring out who's going to play them. Because uh, yeah. even guys like you know, I mentioned Trey Young earlier. He hit eleven points, eight assists in a preseason game, but he still only played twenty minutes. So it's it's tough um, for preseason. What I like to do uh, is target those younger players or guys who are competing for roles. So my team, my DraftKings team's filled with those guys. I mean, I've got Aiton, I've got Jackson Jr., uh, Trey Young, all in my lineup. I've got guys who are competing for for roles like Stanley Johnson and Trey Burke in my lineup. And then for the expensive players, what I actually Durant's fine, and I actually I didn't even realize they were playing in Seattle. That makes it unique. I don't uh, think a lot of people yeah, realize that. That, yeah. that makes it really unique and, and more interesting to me. Even though it means nothing, it means everything. So it's pretty damn cool. Um, but He's what, the play. Yeah, he is. Uh, but what I, I love for the, for the expensive players are the big men who rack up just insane stats in limited minutes. And we saw it with Enos Cantor 
a couple nights ago. He had like a 2020 game yeah. in a preseason outing, which is just ridiculous. I mean, he's, he's locked in his starter. There's no reason that he needs to go out and do that, but he does. We saw it from Andre Drummond, the first preseason game of the year. He had a gigantic game. Hassan Whitesides had some big yeah. games. So I want to get one of those big men who is just a pro- prolific, you know, 2020 type, uh, even in 25 minutes and get them in my roster. So Drummond, Drummond's the guy tonight of, of that bunch. And if you're looking to pay down at center, uh, you could go Alex Len. He's 5,400 against Memphis. You know, he's going to go up against Marcus Gasol. It's not ideal, but um, he should play a lot of minutes. He did last time with Deadman out. Deadman's out again. Len put up 34.3 DraftKings points last time. We saw in Phoenix when he gets the minutes, he's he's a double-double monster. So if you if you need to pay down at center, um, I think Len's the way to go there. Um Ken, you There's also even have another a cheaper center. option at center, even cheaper, though. I think I like the Len play more, frankly. But Jordan Bell should get a lot of run. Uh, no Draymond Green for, uh, as you mentioned, uh, for the Warriors. Bell Bell fits my check my my checklist, Ken. I mean, he's guy. He he's young. Like I consider a sophomore yep. player, very young. He's competing for a role right now during the preseason. So he's one of the guys who I would I would look at as well. All righty. All righty. Should we? Uh, did we have any mispronounced names in the show? There, the Hazonia and Hazonia. I say Hazonia. I, th- I think it's Hazonia as well. I um, actually, I. You're right. I'm okay. Very confident. I don't. I K trains ahead of Alex. Yeah. I'm ahead yeah. of someone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went. I went. Wendell Clark again, a hockey player, Wendell. former t- Toronto uh, Ma- Maple Leaf. Right. I believe right. he's a Hall of Famer. Um, and, and I've been calling, I've been calling Wendell Carter Jr. Wendell Clark ever since he was at like, (laughs) you know, ever since I first saw him play at Duke and I don't think I'll ever get, (laughs) get it right. That's really the only reason I recommended Tyler Johnson and Jordan Bell. They're just names for me not to to butcher. Yeah. Ken will be talking about John Collins a lot this year. (laughs) (laughs) That John Collins, he can play point guard. He's tremendous. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's presented by DraftKings. Ken, take us out of here. For our outro quote, we're going to go to future Hall of Famer Dirk Nowitzki, who when asked late last year, asked about his legacy, he said, quote, he was a good dude and was fortunately tall. Had a nice touch, I guess. Thank you, Alex, for becoming our new amigo. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.